Whether you've been here before or you never left, don't let your time slip away. It's the worst kind of theft. You don't get any return sitting, wallowing in shame. It's time to put in work, bringing greatness to your name. It takes focus and dedication. We're not talking about luck. I gotta keep moving forward. Welcome to Coming Unstuck. Um, so a couple things I want to hit yeah. on with when it comes to doing these these weddings from from kind of start to finish. One, uh, you mentioned on your page about uh, having a discovery session so you can get a, a good feel for them and and kind of get to know who they are, uh, the the couple getting married, and and their family. So you go into it very prepared. And it also, I, I can imagine, gives mm-hmm. you a sense of their style, kind of what they expect. Now, you guys probably, do you consider yourselves to have your own style or are you mainly just like, so like a lot of your videos are similar in a, in a sense, like this is the, this got the gnarly films stamp on it, or do you feel like you tailor it to... <laughs> the couple and and their style based on your discovery session and and that day and then also what a second part of it when it comes to editing and putting the video together like do you two because you have you know chris is more the action you're more the personality kind of stuff like do you guys have creative differences where you kind of bump heads and say well I think it should be this way. I think it should be that way. And, and how do you guys do with when you have those conflicts or is just one of you in charge of the editing? Well, well Rachel definitely likes to let me know that I'm only 5%. <laughs> <laughs> we have a joke that yeah. we have a joke that he's only 5% of gnarly films. <laughs> um, so, so honestly, like, our very first wedding film, Chris edited that whole thing. Um, he edited it from start to finish. However, um, no lies. Uh, I went back in and I switched out a couple clips here and there. Um, but after that, um, I don't know why. Why did you not edit anymore after that? Um, well, the second I think it wedding, was more of a tech thing. Well, techie thing. It's kind of, I think the main thing is the structure of how our jobs kind of work. Cause I'm still pulling 40 hours a week at universal. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, does, she has a full-time status at universal, but doesn't require as many hours. Mm-hmm. So I think you to, you volunteered to pick up the second edit and then I was ready to do the third edit, but I think you just were so happy and pleased with the way the day went on that that you were you had to edit that one for sure so i wasn't going to get in your way because i i wanted to also edit that one too because it was a good day well that was um so it was it was like our third wedding film that actually wound up um uh placing like as a top 10 finalist in an international wedding film festival which Mm. was my edit (laughs) um would have been top five i was like i just really would have been top I mean, five if, if Chris did it. Just saying. <laughs> I can't say that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All I got to say is real recognize real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> One take, baby. So um, <laughs> Chris is actually, without entirely throwing him under the bus, um, He, I know that he we work on different uh, editing platforms. Yeah. And um, So there's your bumping heads right there. Yeah. First out of the gates. So when we when we do when we've done wedding projects in the beginning, we were like, okay, well, are we going to do this together? Are we going to work, both edit on the same thing? Like we need to start to build systems and workflows because um, we started to get more inquiries, and I was me, my business mind was like, no, you need systems and workflows to function efficiently, and I was all about that. And Chris was just like. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm like, we have deadlines and we need to meet those deadlines too. So um, deadlines. Procrastination is the best motivation. No. So 
pretty early on we realized we had different work styles um <laughs> if that doesn't answer your question and uh i would and also we didn't we weren't really advertising to say that we were wedding videographers either to be frank like we we were still just like very word of mouth. In fact, till this day, I've never advertised on The Knot or Wedding Wire or any of like those mass Main platforms. bulk uh, platforms. Yeah. Um, but it's all been mostly like word of mouth and vendor referrals and client recommendations to build our business with that, which are just, which like just count for so much more. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, for that reason, our conversion rate, I feel, is pretty, pretty high versus like all of the inquiries from maybe people who are just like, you know, fishing for things on like those bulk sites. But before I get too off topic, um, so to answer the first part of your question about like, do we have like a signature style? Was that the question? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah. there's a signature style. Um I would say that our signature style is a mix of it's a mix of both like raw moments and then also like editorial cinematic moments. Um Chris will get the shots that are, you know, maybe like the drone shot above. Like we had a bride specifically ask for she really wanted a drone shot or an overhead shot of her walking up the aisle um, at her ceremony, capturing the her long, long cathedral veil. Mm. And I was like, Chris, we got one shot. One take, baby. One take. <laughs> and that's the thing. It really is one take. With weddings, I mean, it's kind of high stress in a sense that you are doing everything is one take. So to make all these one takes look like a cinematic tell a story yeah storytelling film is um you're basically producing a, a short movie mm -hmm. <laughs> with all one takes and um and also all, all one takes of audio as well um so it's it's a lot on that one day but most of our clients come to us and they're just like i love the way like i've i never got bored and like I had one girl recently, she's just like, Rachel, I love that your films are like, I I can watch it. And with the with the shots that you choose to put to the dialogue, it never, I'm never bored watching it. Like I keep on wanting to watch more. Like I, I'm drawn into it and I want to watch more and I want to like see what's going to happen, you know, like a, like a movie. And I was like, I mean, oh, that means so much to even me. Even <laughs> for someone like me who was there filming the same day, uh, I won't have too much uh, intervention throughout the edit. She may pull me back into the editing room mm -hmm. once, maybe twice per film to say, hey, how do you think this is going? Maybe I'll offer some input. And uh, she kind of just runs with it. And once I see the finished product, oh, man, like even most times, like it's pulling my emotional heartstrings. Uh, even though I witnessed all of the events there, like she definitely has a gift of oh, storytelling, nice. which is <laughs> really awesome. Yeah, I'll ask Chris for more of the techie stuff. I'll be like, does this shot look too blown out or something? Uh, or how? what does this look like to you mm -hmm. from more of a technical standpoint? I won't really ask him so much as like, tell me how this storyline feels in this dialogue with this footage. It's more of like, what do you think about this shot sort being, of thing? Being in the editing room, you can definitely uh, lose your sense of emotion because you're going to see that shot 50, maybe 60 times probably out as you're watching the story progress and you're adding more and, and sculpting it to a story that you actually like. So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool to see her process uh, really pull something magical out of the shots we capture each day. Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, oh. And then remind me what the second part of your question was. Was it, do we tailor it to every couple? Yeah, like based off your your discovery sessions, like getting to know the couple before the wedding, like do you feel like, uh, again, like Gnarly Films has a stamp, like that's your style? Or like, because clearly you're going to know like, 
they're going to prefer this genre of music over another song. So you're going to play like maybe their wedding song mm-hmm. and, and, and over the video or something. But like, is there certain things that you get a feel from them as a couple that, okay, maybe I'm going to do it more style this way, or, or maybe I'm going to pull Chris in the room five or six times versus the one or two, because it seems like they're going to have mm-hmm. want more of Chris's style of the, the action shots and stuff like how how does your feel for the couple alter the well, I think video the, the genius of the creative or discovery session is um we kind of get to feel out that couple and determine if it's going to be a good fit on both ends um it also allows that couple to become comfortable with us before the actual big day because you're already going to have so many nerves and emotions happening are you talking about the adventure session that we do? Well, like the discovery session when oh my, like the phone calls. Yeah, before. just to mm-hmm. kind of get to feel each other out because uh, oftentimes you're not converting every single uh, discovery session that you you're booking because maybe it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's there's a genius there with that. Yeah. Um- So with every inquiry, I tell them, hey, you can book your free discovery call here. Um, And it's usually about a half an hour call. And then as we get on, like as they book the call, I'll usually ask them questions, like just a couple questions to get their brain sort of in the mindset of what the rest of the call is going to be like. And I'll say, give me, give me your top three moments of your wedding day that you would have extreme FOMO of if you didn't have it caught on video. And usually it's stuff like the first look with my dad and like the vows that we're writing for each other or our or my or or my fiance's uh reaction when he sees me coming down the aisle for mm. the first time. And more often than not in the wedding industry, the, the bride is the one that I'm the only, I'm only really talking to the bride. Um, I would say it's only been a handful of discovery calls that I've also been able to talk to both the bride and groom. Um, you know, usually it's just like the bride that I'm talking to. So a lot of it is the viewpoint of the bride. So unfortunately I don't maybe get to meet the groom and get to feel him out until the day of, Um, but it's great because like we started offering adventure sessions, which are sessions we do before with the couple. And that just allows us to have like a mini intimate, like interview with them. They actually get to interview each other with questions of like, when did you know you wanted to marry me? Stuff like that. And it can be really emotional, but it's, it's nice because it's happening without the pressure of a wedding day. Um, and couples really like that, it seems, but, um, yeah, like that discovery call, I do say, Hey, you know, by the end of this call, we'll both, uh, know if we're a good fit for each other. And then after the wedding day and looking at the footage, I'm really like rediscovering like the essence of their day, the essence of their relationship. Are their vows more poetic or are they more witty and funny? I'm not going to put um a really like upbeat trendy song to like more poetic vows and vice versa you know i'm not going to put a more cinematic ambient uh synthy type of you know song and, and and something that feels really just like cinematic and grand to these like quirky little like you know um funny type of uh, right. moments you know it's like just mm-hmm. using that creative intuition and that artistic intuition to be able to know like what to match and then you and so yeah it's like most of it most of the film is crafted and tailored to each couple based on the vibe essence and of their day and then also their dialogue of the day awesome so your your adventure yeah. <laughs> your adventure sessions with them um are those recorded or is it just uh, just kind of yeah. part of the? It is recorded. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so- it's it's recorded. Um, yeah, we record it. We, well, you know, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like a video version of an engagement session. Okay. So I'll also take some photos for them too, and I'm like, hey, I'll take some photos of you guys as well. 
Um, but, you know, I'll just be like, all right, we're going to, uh, you know, like a recent one that we did. And even before those, I'll say, hey, do you have anything um, – do you have anything like symbolic of like when, what are some things you guys like to do together? Usually I'll center the adventure session around a lifestyle activity they already like to do together, whether that's like hiking or biking or going out, you know, for brunch at their favorite spot. And like a recent one we did, the couple was, they, they actually did their first date at a local coffee shop here. So we revisited that same exact coffee shop of their first date, got coffee. And then the groom, when we got there, he's like, so actually on our first date here, or no, he's like, so actually, um, when I, not far from here, um, around the corner, we etched our initials in a tree like years ago. And I was like, like 10 years ago. And I was like, what? Okay. We have to go back there. And so we went back to this tree and I'm cap I'm documenting all of this. I'm, I'm documenting their reaction of seeing their initials there again and revisiting this tree that they had been to 10 years ago before they were even going to be getting married or anything like that. Um, and so it was just really special. And then we sat down at like a little uh, like picnic table that was nearby that tree and then I gave them some questions to ask each other. And it was really emotional. And I filmed the whole thing. It's just um, nice because it just adds another layer that you might not see uh, other wedding <laughs> cinematographer, cinematographers uh, do at this time. Mm-hmm. Is having not just day of shots. We're incorporating them and who they are in their life as just normal people as well. And it just gives you more <laughs> flexibility as an editor, storyteller to just sprinkle those moments in. Mm-hmm. with the wedding film, which I think is um, just something that's maybe a little ahead of its time. Yeah, it's doing things that you haven't seen done before in a way that's like, if I was in their position, what would I love to have? How can I enrich this product or service even more? How can I over-deliver? How can I increase the value of this like service and product even more than what they think they're going to get? Like, what can I do to like level it up every single time with every single project? I love that you're pulling the artist and the marketer all out (laughs) (laughs) at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's my brain. Um, And so I actually just had a, I had um, one of the girls at work today. She was like, Rachel, you need to do small business marketing sessions. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, it's a, it's really just about over delivering. Um, and I wouldn't say, you know, the whole over deliver under promise, promise it, but also deliver and over deliver. <laughs> and, um, and also too, just like I, someone asked me recently too, like, what do you do to stand out from the crowd with your wedding videos? And I was like, I'm, I don't go into it saying I'm going to make a wedding video. I'm making a relationship video like a love story film. I'm not going into like just film to make a wedding film. I'm not there to film to document just one day in these people's lives. Like I want to create for them something that embodies their relationship, their family, their past, their present, their future. And so it's, it's a big task, but it's, it's a challenge and it's fun. And I don't know. I like the thrill. (laughs) Some days I'll come back here and, She'll be on this emotional high of seeing someone's best day and she'll be, you know, editing it all day. And I think she'll just get in a slump afterwards because it's like she's in fairytale land and then it's like, <laughs> oh, no, reality. Like sometimes marriage isn't, you know, all butterflies and rainbows. Like there's just normal aspects. I do live in that mindset of like I'm putting this, I'm putting these people's relationship on a pedestal. Like I'm elevating There's their like a, entire post edit depression <laughs> that's real the post edit depression is when i get so invested in a project and then i have to hand it over and i'm like goodbye <laughs> well also you get but, so invested yeah, overall i'm not making wedding videos it's you get so invested in a project and then you turn around and you're <clears> married <throat> to this guy and it's like oh 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm sure Chris does his does his best to uh, keep that love and romance going. So, um, well, I don't want I don't want to take try. too much of your guys. <laughs> I don't want to take too much more of your guys' time. I know Chris likes having a food baby around this time, um, in his in his belly. So, um, I'm enjoying this. What other questions you got? All right, yeah. uh, okay, uh, we can keep um, going. Keep going. Do you do you have something, Rachel? Oh, I thought. I oh heard, no, go for I, it. I heard a um, so I thought maybe you had something to add. Um, so, uh, uh, on average, what is production time for you for one of the f- one video? Like, yeah, uh, post production. Yeah, post production. What's what do you figure hour wise? Mm. You average. Chris would say a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the creative process, it's like. I don't know, sometimes films, I'm just like, man, I am really feeling this. And um, I really have to work out my schedule because, you know, I am I am still full-time at Universal, still performing and entertainment and everything. I'm there like four days a week. Um, and it's been a little bit more recently because they've been running pretty lean. But when I'm not there, um, you know, time periods that they don't need me as much I can be at home more or like in our editing room and be able to like edit more and the longer I'm in this like creative flow state the more efficient I am if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I'm always like Chris I need three hours to be like I need to block out three hours of my time time blocking is my best friend and I need to just be able to know that in that three hours, that time is protected for me to have that creative uh, flow going so I can like get into the storyline, get into everything. And sometimes I'm super efficient in that three hours. And sometimes I'm like, I just spent three hours looking for a song for this video, you know, and I'm like, I spent forever just trying to find the right music and feel like I wasn't even productive at all. So, but in a more simple way to put it, I would say that our our signature like five to seven minute wedding film is about um, 40, 40 hours of post production. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's putting your heart. <laughs> so in like a it, week of full time work. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so I mean, like, and I have smaller ones for elopements, but those are still maybe like around 20 hours of post-production. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, clearly it's working for you because as you mentioned, you have a top 10 international award. Uh, You were part of Wedding Chicks and I'm guessing the LSTV awards was that international award. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. Love Stories TV. And and were were you guys recognized in Orlando Magazine too or... uh, do I recall seeing um, something about that a while back? We were also in a blog, um, also by Love Stories TV, as one of the um, the top ten recommended Florida wedding videographers. Um, and what's great is that Love Stories TV—they're not necessarily like a wedding publication. Mm-hmm. They specialize just in wedding films, so it's a it's a platform that is run run and ran i don't know if that's a yeah. it's uh it's ran and operated um, operated oh operated yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's operated by wedding videographers and it's operated by people in the business so it's even more of uh an award it's even more rewarding to hmm. be sort of like recognized by your peers by people who know wedding films in and out that's so awesome. yeah i was like oh my heart i'm so happy <laughs> well but you, you, um yeah you kind of hinted at um you know things running pretty lean there at universal studios so one question i would have as far yeah. as both uh when it comes to coming unstuck and and making sure you're not stuck um in a place of despair boredom whatever it may be how has the pandemic affected you guys? Because that I got to imagine affected you twofold. One with your videography business because of, I know things are a little bit looser down in Florida. 
than in other parts of the country when it comes to, you know, the mandates and safety measures, stuff like that. But a lot of people still postponed Mm -hmm. their weddings for about a whole year. But then you also had uh, Universal shut down for that extended period of time. So how did you guys (laughs) mentally handle the pandemic and the shutdowns that went along with it and and what did you do to kind of survive and chris i know you have moved on to get your real estate license as kind of another side project and stuff but like what how did you guys make sure that you weren't stuck in the middle of nowhere with no income coming in and and or jobs to go to and yeah have that extra coming income coming in so I think uh, the the next thing that we were kind of ahead of the curve on is uh, we we had purchased maybe like a month or two before the pandemic uh, a bidet, and uh, that that helped us a lot. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we didn't, buy we didn't have paper. to stand in the toilet paper lines. <laughs> I was gonna say where I was like, where are you gonna stay? <laughs> No, but I do feel honestly that I was ahead of the curve on that one. And it was, it was pretty awesome uh, to laugh at everybody else still using toilet paper. Um, but no, to be, <laughs> to be more serious, um, we were very fortunate. And I think there was a couple of times through the pandemic that we looked at each other and we said, wow, we, we're we like, are, we so, are lucky. so lucky um, because-, because Universal uh, through the two and a half months, I think they shut down. Mm-hmm. They were able to uh, continue to pay us. Um, which is kind of like, um, I know a lot of people didn't have that opportunity, uh, but it also gave us the, uh, the, the chance to kind of maybe explore other options, see what else is out there, uh, kind of like a safety net still. And um, try also, to diversify our income more. Yeah. So that's where uh, just before the pandemic, I had uh, finished with my real estate license, signed on with a broker. And actually closed my first deal through the pandemic. Um, everybody seemed to be flocking to Florida in droves. Um, and that made it very stressful, actually, because um, trying to get an offer accepted, rookie realtor, trying to figure out things. Um, it was uh, it was very interesting, but rewarding at the same time to kind of know that's like, okay, maybe I do have this other skill set that could come into play here and I could be leaned on it or relied on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And also too, for weddings, um, luckily where we live, people were able to um, still have their wedding if it was under 50 guests. So how we had at least most of our couples no one canceled. They just postponed. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to return any money on the financial side, but I was like, I wasn't going to charge them more money either to postpone. Cause I was like, you know, it's not hurting me to just like postpone it. I'm just happy you're not canceling it altogether. Mm -hmm. And so I was still able to keep their deposits and retainers and such that I, you know, counted on. But at the same time, um, I also helped them and encouraged them. And I was like, hey, if you want to have a, if you want to try to minimize and everything, like I was trying to be a beacon of guidance. And because I'm very, very passionate about smaller, intimate weddings, because that's what we had. You know, we had 28 guests at our wedding and navigating how to do that logistically and emotionally with again, the emotional intelligence and practicing that Mm -hmm. to be empathetic to maybe relatives that want to be there for that. Um, I had that conversation with so many of our brides and couples um, and they really were like, man, you know, like, all right, we're going to see how we could do that. And we had a wedding uh, last, last June, I think um, June, 2020 that they downsized it and they still went through with it and everything. um, But they just were able to downsize. So a lot of um, small micro weddings just became more popular for sure. So we actually booked more of those in 2020. Wow. Now with the yeah. post, postponements, did you have any scheduling conflicts with uh, other weddings that you booked and then the people postponing it trying to s- squeeze them in the 
the same time or did it all um, kind of stars all kind of align and you didn't really have to worry about double bookings? There was only one, there was only one, uh, one couple that was like, it's like, all right, we actually have another wedding that is booked that day. Um, or they're about to book. I have already told them that we were, you know, um, available for their date. Um, and then there was like this other couple that was like a 2020 couple wanting to postpone to that date. And so I was like, okay, well, this is the contingency. We can go ahead and move you to that date. However, I will more than likely need to have two of our associates come and film your wedding because I have this other couple that I already told them were available for their date and they're very interested in booking too. So they were like, okay, that's fine. Um, so they went ahead and, you know, just postponed it. But I was like, there, you might have two other people be there on your wedding day, but the editing style and everything that you're going to get in the finished product is going to be by me. And so they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, that works for us. Because I mean, really like it, it, the magic is in the editing with every wedding, uh, photo and also wedding video. I, I believe, um, it's just like, it's really how it's stylized in post-production after the wedding is captured. So, um, but that was really the only conflict. Yeah. Do now back to the topic of feeling stuck and, and you mentioning the post-production depression kind of thing. Like, are there moments where you are feeling like you really are feeling and depressed in a way, like not to use a term, lightly or passively, but like, are, what do you do to get mm -hmm. yourself out of that feeling of, okay, like, well, what do <laughs> I have to look forward to now? Like, how do I uh, get myself back up in higher spirits and maybe focus on the next thing or, or maybe learn some new tricks of the trade and stuff like what, what are some things you do to avoid that feeling of being stuck? Um, well, Chris jokes with me that I can never turn it off because I'm always, I'm like uh, the cup is half full type person. I'm like, all right, cool. And now on to the next thing. And I get excited for something else pretty easily. I would say like, I'm just kind of like, man, I spent so much time really like laser focused on this one edit and now it's done. And I'm like, oh, and I usually take just like a day or two to not do like anything as far as editing goes and I'll, I'll switch gears in my brain to like, um, a different type of, you know, as entrepreneurs, you wear like 17 hats. Mm -hmm. So I turn off the editing brain for a while and then I go and jump into something else because that's now fun and fresh and exciting. So like right now I'm redesigning our whole website and I'm like, I've been in this mindset for a little while and I'm like, all right, I'm about ready to hire this out <laughs> to finish it um but because now i'm like i'm ready to jump into like some editing and like some creative stuff again um yeah so i would say that that's how i deal with like any sort of like stuckery stuck feel <laughs> in if i get too stuck <laughs> stuckery I that's like how that i deal one too. with stuckery new word <laughs> i like stuckery that's, um, that's a good one I, <laughs> I think uh, some some uh, important things are um, when you're experiencing some sort of uh, funk is maybe self-triggering and identifying that you are actually in a funk um, and then identifying where your your mind is getting that funk from and um, either figuring out a way to solve the issue that's at hand or potentially choosing that like it might not be something that you can't actively change but maybe you need to use that fuel to propel another area that would provide you happiness. And I think that maybe is, that's something that I think time and time again, we seem to find ourselves doing um, because there's a lot out there that you can change and there's plenty more that you can't. So it's figuring out what's going to actually make you happy. Um, really like facing yourself in the mirror, having that conversation with yourself and then uh, actively taking steps to pursue all those desires that you do have. Because mm -hmm. I think everything that you want and desire is just outside of your comfort zone. You just got to 
you gotta check it out. <laughs> we were just talking about this too. Yeah. It's it's constantly learning too about um yeah, it's just constantly learning not only about yourself but also new things. You know, I'm we're con we've we have tons of books, you know, like I'm all like whenever we're in the car, we're, you know, long road trips, we're more often than not listening to a podcast than the radio. Um, you know, I love podcasts. Like I'm in the shower, I'm listening to a podcast more than I am music. It, it's just constantly, um, you know, taking in more information and more viewpoints of life to be able to harness those as fuel for your own life. And it's just like, you, you just really have to, like he said, like sometimes your biggest accomplishment accomplishments and happiness is just outside of your comfort zone. And like for me, like a big thing I feel like I haven't talked about much is that it's like wedding videography. Like I hustle really hard with it because I know that there's an expiration date on my dance career. And I don't want to get to the end of that and not have a backup plan yet and truly feel stuck. Like and not feel like I have something else in my um wheelhouse that I can do that I, that I want to do, you know, like at least wedding videography is like my choice and I don't have to be like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go get a desk job, you know, cause I tried that and I was depressed and cried every single Sunday night before work the next day. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to go back there. And sometimes doing the thing, sometimes doing things you re-realize what you don't want to do. Even if you don't know what you want to do, at least you can know what you definitely do not want to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that's all to avoid the stuckery. <laughs> I, I, you're going to start hearing me use the stuckery in, in a lot of my uh, podcasts <laughs> and videos and stuff from now on. I love that. Um, so <laughs> one question for you guys um, is with as you're discovering new things and trying new things and learning new things have you guys given your production value and and uh or time effort you put in production have you guys thought about making like uh creating your own course when it comes to videography and wedding videography and putting on like yes. teachable or kajabi <laughs> or something like that is that something on the horizon that's that's definitely a uh, topic of conversation that we have because we're trying to look to progress and, and evolve. And I think one thing for us is um, passive income that we haven't really tapped into yet mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do a job one time and receive residual income um, for that hard work uh, continually. Yeah. Um, so I... I when I launched my new website, um, I'm actually a part of a larger international like business course by this, um, by this, uh, other wedding photographer. And we just had a business group call, um, the other night and I asked him, I was like, Hey, I get a lot of people that ask me about, you know, business and marketing and how to start your own small business creative business and how to harness your interests and your passions along with your skills and talent to be able to create something you care about so you don't have to take the traditional pathway maybe or you know like create yourself a side income so that you don't get stuck into one source of income and um I was just like, I love talking about this stuff, like, but I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram and I don't have the numbers and I don't have the social proof and all this stuff. He's like, if you already love doing this and you're already talking about it for free, um, like what, there's nothing stopping you from making a small course because all you have to do is be one to two steps ahead of other people mm. for them to want to learn from you. And if anything, and, and he was like, I'm like 10, 11 years into my business and maybe someone starting out might not be able to watch my marketing stuff and feel like they can connect to me because it just feels too far out of reach, you know, but maybe they could connect with you because you are just a couple steps ahead of them. Mm. So, and I was like, yeah, like, and I've been telling Chris, I was like, yeah, I really want to make some sort of like educational course as like, you know, just for like a beginning 
beginning videographers or beginning um, photographers as far as like just getting your business off the ground. Nice. Awesome. I, I might have a, a resource <laughs> for you guys that I'll, I'll definitely pass your way um, when it comes to creating online courses. Yeah. Everything, so I'll, de- I'll definitely pass that your way. Um, and for sure. And the other thing to note as well that I just want to bring up is that while you don't have a lot of followers <laughs> on Instagram and and maybe a lot of views and everything, like you, I saw on your Instagram page that you are already seventy five percent booked for twenty twenty two, and all your business has been via word of mouth. So one thing mm-hmm. I, I and by no means is this podcast that we're recording right now uh top apple google whatever podcast like it's i don't have a lot of listeners and you know i hey i have over 2000 listens on my podcast since i started it like almost 2 years ago mm-hmm. and and that's a milestone for me but hey, like i respect that grind though growing a podcast is insanely hard it, it is it yeah. is hard and and i went to a concert uh last week with a with a good friend and 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 I showed them like, oh, I've made this much money on my podcast, and it's it's not much. It's like less than twenty dollars. And he's like, you know what? There's yeah. not many people that can say they've made that much money doing a podcast. So you're yes, so, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's my respect. Yes, thank you, and that's respect to you too, Rachel and and Chris for the work that you're doing. That you are building your business the way it should be by word of mouth. Your your passion your heart that you have for these couples and stuff. And I could see a course created by you being incredible and amazing and people learning from it. And, and, you know, you'll see as it grow that grows on popularity, maybe there'll be some tweaks and updates to make to it over time as, as we know, technology is always changing and everything, but that's something I, I could definitely see you guys doing and, and being, successful with that whatever that may mean but you know again that residual Mm -hmm. income coming in but you guys definitely have uh as i've said before have done well at each of the things that have each of the different stops on that winding road of success you've found success where you're at and you managed to keep doing that i think that's in large part because of who you are the head on your shoulders the lessons that you've learned from the past either through your own life or from the incredible teachers that you guys have had in the form of your parents. So, mm-hmm. but for if to kind of wrap this up here, if you could give advice to someone that is, has been feeling stuck and they want to start a new venture, they want to move into something new. <clears throat> what would be your one bit of advice for, someone wanting to come unstuck to to take that leap of faith and try their hand at Mm -hmm. something new and and how it's led you that leap that you guys took has led you to where you are now i love this question okay (laughs) yeah i have a lot of things going on right now (laughs) um my to put it simply to get unstuck, ask yourself, what is something that I have told myself I would do when I had more time or when I have more time? Um, And also, and you've kept on putting it on the back burner. And then also just do some research on um, what is out there that is a service or a product that needs to be fulfilled and has not been fulfilled yet, or maybe there's a small amount of competition with it. And what kind of skills and talents do I possess and am passionate about that I would actually want to harness and fulfill that industry need? Because, um, and even if it's a saturated market, even if there's a million people doing what you want to do, this sounds so cliche, but no one is no one is exactly you. And I think for creatives, it's really important to like this, getting in front of the camera more often and showing off who you are, because more often than not, people want to work with people who are passionate about what they do and what they're creating. So lead with passion. Don't lead for profit. 
And I think, you know, really then switch over to your mindset of like, okay, let me do some analytical brain side Hmm. and like see what the market needs and how can I fulfill a void in the market? Hmm. Well, not only the market, even yourself. Um, I know I've done things as simple as running uh, a time study on myself to figure out where the gaps are in time that I have to fill and writing down the things that I want to accomplish and just making that simple list, setting a timer for 10 minutes and trying to get as many of those things done. You'd be surprised how many things you'll actually accomplish in that 10 minutes when you give yourself a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, also, enjoy the journey. It's not about getting to the destination always. It's about making good friends along the way, uh, having experiences. Nourish your network. Yeah. <laughs> so you're never going to be able to accomplish everything 100% by yourself. You're going to need to rely on other people. Mm-hmm. So just have fun. And it's not always so serious. Uh, yeah. Learn how to relax and enjoy what you have as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nourishing your network and telling telling everyone that you know, um, like not in an annoying and ruthless way, but like <laughs> just tell people like, oh man, I'm so excited that I'm I'm trying this new thing and I'm excited about it and like this is what I ha- this is what I'm looking forward to. And, um, you know, in the beginning I was like, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a wedding videography site and everything or like my portfolio up anywhere yet, but like, I'm really excited because we were filming this other wedding and I'm building my portfolio. And, um, it's just kind of like telling people that you're excited about it and like always, you know, just, just going for it really and seeing what happens. Um, you know, and of course we say, all of this while we've also been able to um, maintain other types of work. So we haven't ever needed, we've, we've never been like, I'm going to like a hundred percent jump ship sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, we definitely see some life changes happening in the near future with uh, you know, videography demanding more of my attention. And also for him, real estates uh, demanding a little bit more of his attention and he, he loves it. So, um, and the market, you know, is definitely attractive right now here for real estate. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, we, that's the thing. We don't know what the future holds, but we're excited about it. And it's just like leading with passion. And when we talk about it with people, we just let people know like how passionate we are about it. (laughs) Well, that is clear because we are approaching the hour 40 mark. I had no plan on, oh my gosh. on, on us going this long, <laughs> but, so but it's been fun and I, I love it. I love hearing about your guys' passion and what you bring to it and all the lessons you've learned. And, and I think this is not something that I feel like people are going to turn off after the first 40 minutes. I think we brought a lot of value to people here. I'm excited for what the future holds for you guys. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to encourage you, continue encouraging you guys any way I can, um, because I think you guys are doing great things or two, again, two of the greatest people I know both in Florida and in general, and I'm just proud of you guys, um, and what you do. And, um, we were actually, Leanne and I were supposed to, our wedding photographers had just before our wedding purchased a videography company and they said they wanted to try out and record our video and said like, Hey, you know, we'll videotape it for free. But you know, if you want to do a video, like, you know, just pay this much more, like, sure. Why not? They never showed up with the videography equipment. So hopefully in in five years, when we're we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary, maybe we renew our vows or something. And if you guys aren't charging too much, um, maybe Leanne and I will hire you guys on if you're <laughs> we'll not, be there. if you're not, we'll, if you're not take that $20, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this we will is, be there. Well, good. I would, I would hope so. But, uh, just again, congrats to you guys, uh, on all your success, wishing you continued success, continued, uh, on the winding road of success. I'm proud of you guys. I love you guys. Miss you guys. Hopefully we can all get together soon. And just uh, thank yeah, you guys. Make that happen. Yes, please. Thank you guys again for taking yeah. the time to be here. Chris, go get a food, baby. Um, 
Rachel, <laughs> enjoy your guys' evening. Go give some love to uh, Lucy. I heard she was trying to make a, a little bit of a her presence oh, felt there towards yeah. the end. Um, but she was. Yes, she was, but she's adorable. So Lucy, the Boston Terrier, uh, <laughs> she has her own Instagram handle, if I remember correctly. There. Speaking of, where can uh, where can people find out more about you and and maybe help fill the rest of that twenty five percent for twenty twenty two? Oh, yes. Um, so our website will be relaunching again shortly, but it's at Gnarly Films, N-A-R-L-E-E, films.com. And also we are on Instagram currently as rachelgnarly.co. Um, I recently changed it from at Gnarly Films, but that went. 5%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I was going to um, say it, but I'm glad you said it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you can find Lucy at Lucy the Gnarly Boston. That's no, N-A-R-L. I switched her to oh, Lucy no. the Gnarly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Go ahead and try that again. Lucy can be found at, <laughs> at Lucy Bed Gnarly. <laughs> and Chris can be found at C Bed Gnarly. Um, if you're looking to relocate to, to Florida, uh, C Bednar, B E D N A R at KW.com. And, um, uh, we really appreciate you having us on the podcast. It's been yeah. a, a lot of fun for us also. And we're uh, super stoked for you to c- continue to see you show up and, and grow this podcast, man. That's yeah, really Dustin, awesome. Go, go, well, go. Thank you guys. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your support. And I'm again, so glad to have you on for everyone else. Again, as Chris said, that road to success is a winding one, but what matters is that even if you trip up, even if that success is not looking like you thought it was going to, keep moving forward, step up to greatness, get out of here, go be great. What's going on friends? Dustin Gruss, the greatness facilitator and host of Coming Unstuck, a step up to greatness podcast wanting to say thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Now, if you're not normally a visual person when it comes to your podcast, do remember that you can check it out on your normal audio streaming services. In case you're jogging, running, working out, driving, you wanna make sure you keep those eyes where they need to be. So check it out on your normal streaming services. If you are a video person though, be sure to like and subscribe to my channel, Step Up to Greatness, as you'll be notified of when videos like this video podcast drops, as well as other video series such as Friday Fables and Short Stories. For all things greatness and greatness facilitating, be sure to check out my website, www.stepuptogreatness.com. And if you want to speak with me one-on-one about how I can help you find that life of greatness and to come unstuck. You can reach me at Dustin at stepuptogreatness.com. In the meantime, keep moving forward and step up to greatness. Get out of here, go be great.